I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. We are really thrilled to have one of our old colleagues back in the building today. Peter Seymour is here. And Peter, you're. You're back here in the state for a number of reasons. You have a, a new job. We know you went down to Arizona, a part of our sister station down there uh, for a while, and now you are the communications director uh, for the Antioch Orthodox Christian Archdiocese. And uh, so tell us a little bit, why are, why are you back in Utah and what brings you here? Well, I'm here because I'm here to see old friends like you, Boyd, for sure. <laughs> I, I mean that sincerely. It's so good to be back at KSL. I haven't been here for almost four years since I left for a new job and marriage in Phoenix. Yeah. So I went from KSL to KTAR. And then uh, three years after working for KTAR, I was called into this new position as director of communications for my archdiocese. Bringing me back this weekend, one, old friends, and two, the consecration and dedication of our new church in Payson, Utah, named after St. Xenia of St. Petersburg, Russia. Yeah, and and so here in Pace in Payson, uh, and often I know it it takes a, a decade to to build up a, a church and to, to go through this whole process. How in the world here in in Payson uh, did that happen in just a two year period? That's a miracle. It did. Me. So the planning effort, of course, was two years before that, and there was a time when I was attending the church here in Salt Lake City, Saints Peter and Paul Antiochian Orthodox Church, just uh, down the street from KSL. We all knew we had a problem in that we were too full. Mm. We were bursting at the seams. We needed a second church. And so our pastor, Father Justin Havens, uh, went to Payson and built there, and he got uh, everything taken care of in a matter of two years. He fundraised and got all the cash. So many people believed in building a second church to handle more Orthodox Christians in a state that is, of course, rapidly growing. Payson was a beautiful area. It was uh, secluded from, I guess you could say, most of civilization. <laughs> but we have our downtown church, and we have our country church, so to speak. And St. Xenia, uh, incidentally, uh, is a great saint for all of us. She was a Russian Orthodox saint. She lived in the 18th century. She lived as a beggar, and she would intercede for people, uh, for for marriages, for uh, finding jobs, people would pray to her for help while she was alive, and then, of course, after she was alive, interceding before God. Just a great saint, and a lot of our parishioners at Saints Peter and Paul Church loved her, and so it was natural that we would have this chain, church named for her in Payson. Oh, wow. So the uh, St. Xenia Orthodox Church of Payson, Utah, uh, that, that is a great story in and of itself. Uh, I know there's some really significant things coming up on Saturday morning. Uh, walk us through that. We often, uh, often we're often reporting uh, on uh, you know, open houses for temples and things like that. What does this mean in your community? So first, we should say this is open to everyone in the community, everyone in the state of Utah that wants to be in Payson Saturday morning at 9 a.m. at St. Xenia Church. We'll give out the address in a little bit. You're all welcome. Everything starts at 9. So our archbishop is coming from New Jersey, 
and he will consecrate the church, officially dedicate it. What that means is there will be procession around the church three times. Uh, this is in significance of you know, fortifying the walls. You know, we wanted, you know, this is you know, saying that this is the community gathered here to be an official Orthodox Christian church full of faithful and clergy. And then we will go inside and our archbishop will wash the table with soap and water with the other clergy that are there that day. He will then insert the relics of a saint. This is a little piece of bone of an actual saint. This one is going to be Saint Tikhon. He is the patriarch and confessor of Moscow. Here's his story. Mm. He was among the first Orthodox Christian bishops in the continental United States at the turn of the 20th century. Mm. He was called back to Russia to become its patriarch, Patriarch of Moscow. He came back in 1917 just as the Bolshevik Revolution was started. And eight years later, in 1925, he was martyred by the communists. Mm. His relics are considered miraculous and wonder-working, and so we actually secured a small piece of his relics that will rest securely inside the altar, sealed there permanently forever. And this is, serves as a, a blessing and as a protection uh, at our altar for the entire church and for the entire community. And then finally, our, our archbishop will take Holy Chrism, and which is an oil made out of olive oil and some myrrh mixed in and some other spices, and he will anoint the walls, the icons, mm. everything around the church. Our newly baptized people are anointed with chrism as well. Yeah. So this is the baptism of a church, making it officially an Orthodox Christian church. Oh, that is fantastic. I, I said before we went on the air, I, I have some holy envy. Uh, I think there are so many significant things. We could unpack all of that uh, all afternoon uh, and I think as you look at that as that baptism of a church, that coming together of community, uh, what does that mean? Again, in a place like Payson, most people don't think, okay, this is going to be you know, the spot uh, for any church, uh, but for this in particular, what's the significance to community there? It, it means that we are opening our, our doors to everyone. Anyone who, I mean, we don't have a lot of Orthodox Christians in Payson, but it is open to all believers who want to come and see the Orthodox Christian faith, our church dates itself uh, 2,000 years back to Pentecost itself. Mm. And it's uh, and w- there's the saying, you've heard of this, of course, if you build it, they will come. <laughs> so we, we are filling with people. We are uh, welcoming new newcomers into the Orthodox Church. It's Again, it's, it's, it's a place for everyone to be. Uh, lots of families, of course. Mm. This is uh, what the Orthodox Church is about, and it's one of its many expressions. Uh, and really, this the consecration of a church shows that it is mature enough to be a church. So many of our Orthodox churches will meet in shopping malls. Mm-hmm. They'll take a section of a business park because you got to start somewhere. And originally, we were starting in people's homes. And if you go back into antiquity, we were meeting in cemeteries mm. because this is the only place where it was safe enough to meet so we can avoid persecution. This is more maybe like 1,800, <laughs> 1900 years ago and certainly not in the United States. But you get the idea. So a consecration of a church, a baptism of a church, an official opening of the church means that this community shows that it has permanency and it will be there until the end of time. And yeah. so this way we can open this church with that confidence. Uh, and of course, that. in that trust in, in God himself who brought us together. Yeah, uh, I love that. And uh, I was looking at some of the images. Uh, it is spectacular. Like, it is breathtaking uh, outside and in. Uh, describe for us some of the uh, the inner the iconography and some of those things sure. that uh, people could expect to see and we'll post these on our on our social channels today uh, because they are so stunning and so powerful so reflective yes so uh, a typical symbol of a orthodox church is a dome 
Uh, think of uh, Hagia Sophia in Constantinople, now Istanbul. Lots of Orthodox churches, almost all of them have domes. And this one has the Onion Dome. This is uh, kind of a Russian tradition. Uh, and it's uh, there's three of them golden ones that stand out. So as you're coming to it, you can't miss it. You, 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 can, you, <laughs> you can know see, you're there. You know you're there. You found the church. And then on the inside, we have full wall-sized icons of uh, the resurrection and of the, uh, the baptism of Christ. And we're at, with room, of course, for more. You will also see an iconostasis or an icon stand at the front of the church protecting the sanctuary. You'll see, of course, on every iconostasis in the Orthodox Church, you'll find an icon of Christ, his mother, the Virgin Mary, St. John the Baptist, the last of the prophets in the Orthodox Church, because he said Christ is coming now. And really, he meant six months from now yeah. <laughs> when he was born. They were six months apart in age. And then... Uh, They'll have an icon of St. Xenia of St. Petersburg. And uh, again, more icons going in by the moment. And no chairs, no pews, by the way. In the, a lot of Orthodox churches, if they're built in the classical way like this one is, mm. we stand the entire time. We stand mm. in reverence to the worship of God. And if we sit, it's kind of a sign in some churches or in some cases that maybe we're taking it a little too easy. Although we do allow people to sit during the sermon uh, to take a breather so that, uh, you know, the worship ceases with the sermon, although the priest will explain the sermon, uh, explain the worship, explain the meaning of that particular Sunday, the theme, or talk about an important saint, and so on and so forth. But in almost all cases, uh, Orthodox Christians are standing throughout most of their services. Uh, I, love, I love that image of, uh, of standing uh, through that process. Uh, that's, uh, that's a powerful symbol in, in and of itself. Mm-hmm. Uh, anything else that we should know or should be thinking about rolling into Saturday? This is, to me, this is so exciting. Uh, and it, it, like I said, I do have holy envy. Uh, it, it's an important season. I hope everybody comes out and experiences this. Uh, and regardless of your faith tradition, uh, or if you're of no faith tradition, uh, stay curious. Let people surprise you. Uh, and uh, there's so many things that we can learn from one another if we'll just do that. So what what else should we learn, Peter? So I like what you said about surprises. We'll keep it at that. But I will. All, uh, but I will say this too: a consecration of a church is a rare thing. Actually, yeah. we don't have these every day. We don't have these every month, even. It, because as you said at the beginning of the interview, it takes months or even years, mostly years, to finance and build a church and to build it with as little to no debt as possible. And you know, so this doesn't happen every day. Yeah. Uh, you want to catch something rare, and uh, especially in Utah in your own backyard, this is the time to do it. This is the time to come and see it and witness it because it might be years or maybe, uh, God forbid, never that you would never see it again. We hope we see lots of consecrations of new <laughs> churches. But again, it's a rare experience, especially in the state of Utah. Uh, so fantastic. Yeah, so just a reminder, if you're not doing anything, even if you are doing something on Saturday morning, change it. Uh, Saturday morning, July 16th, starting at 9 a.m. Uh, again, this is the Xenia Orthodox Church of Payson, Utah. Uh, you can actually go to saintzeniapayson.org uh, on the web and uh, find all the details there as well. We should probably spell Saint Xenia because it's an unusual name. <laughs> so it's S-T-X-E-N-I-A. Payson.org. So S-T-X-E-N-I-A, Payson.org. See, and like a great radio guy, you still have it in you, Peter. You know exactly what to do to make it, sure we got that right. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. We are so grateful to have you back in the state. Grateful to have you here at KSL for the day today. We wish you the best of luck on uh, Saturday. And I encourage everyone to check that out. This is a powerful community. This is an important community, uh, not just to those of us in 
the state. Uh, this has impact around the country and around the world. Peter Seymour, uh, thanks so much for joining us today. Boy, a pleasure and a blessing to be with you. Thank you so much for having me. Secretary of Transportation Pete Buttigieg says he's moving to Traverse City, Michigan. Some people think he ought to take the whole transportation department with him. I actually agree. Find out why coming up next. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts.